You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here and Now Podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to join me back for another episode this week because we have my friend Paige on. Hi, Paige. Hi, Sophia. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. You guys, she also has her own podcast, which I helped her create, and I can't wait to have you guys hear all about it. It's so good, and I love it. But today we're going to talk about post-grad life, and this is coming, questions coming from an undergrad perspective to somebody who has post-grad experience, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear the episode. Don't forget to check all the links down in the show notes, um, pages, links for her podcast and Instagram and stuff will be there, and don't forget to leave a rating and review on the show. So without further ado, let's just get started. So hi, I'm so excited. I cannot believe that we have the opportunity to connect and do a guest interview. I love it so much. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and we'll just get rolling with the questions. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me first and foremost. It has been awesome getting to work with you professionally and getting to know you personally. So thank you so much. Yeah. A little bit about me. So like Sophia mentioned, I started my own podcast. It's called So Rude. You can find it on all the major streaming services. So Please, you know, quick promo, please make sure to go check it out. Um, but a little bit about me. So I just graduated with my master's in health promotion um, a little over a year ago, which was a really great experience. And I'm happy to share a little bit about that in today's yeah. episode. Um, but besides that, I'm just really creative. So starting the podcast was really fun. And I'm so excited to share some advice with you all because mentoring is something I enjoy. So really yeah. excited for today's episode. I love it so much. So let's go back to college years. Um, where did you go if you want to tell everybody and what year did you graduate as an undergrad? Yeah, so I went to the University of Delaware, which is located in the state of Delaware. If you don't know where that is, that's outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> so not too far from me, yay. No, not far at all. And I went there 2011 to 2015. Okay. Yeah, so that was my undergrad. Okay, cool. So what did you get as your like bachelor's degree from there? Yeah, so crazy story, and maybe this makes everyone listening to this feel a little bit better about themselves. <laughs> um, but when I first went to college, I started off as an English major. I love to read, I love to write, and I thought that would just be a great opportunity to go down that path. Mm -hmm. And the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I kind of had to wake up and I was like, is this really what I want to do? I'm not sure. I'd been on my own personal health journey at that time. So when I went back to college in sophomore year, I actually changed my major to health behavior science. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really cool. So when you kind of went in with an English major, what was your like idea of after graduation? What were you even going to do with that? Yeah. So my idea was to work for a publishing house. I thought oh, it would wow. be so cool. Yeah. I thought it'd be so cool to either be in like New York City or yeah. Chicago or something in a major city that is publishing all these books that people are picking up off the shelves. I just thought it'd be cool to be a part of that process. That's I love kind of that. I really saw myself going. 
no, yeah, I was like, I really want to publish a book. Like, that's really one, one of my dreams. And so that would be super cool. Um, but then you decided to switch. So what was it like to kind of make that switch halfway through-ish? And what did, you, what did you see yourself doing with that even after you graduated? Terrifying. I was so scared because I think I've talked about this before on my own podcast, but I think a lot of people can relate there's not a lot of people that go into the same career field as their parents. Yeah. Like that does happen, but it's not always the case. So when I chose English, no one in my family had ever done that, either immediate family, extended family. And so when I went in, I was saying like, I'm taking a stand and this is what I'm interested in and I'm gonna try it out. And that's a very clear path. Like, okay, you get your English degree, you work for a publisher. So when I changed, I was changing from something nobody in my family had done to another thing no one in my family had done. <laughs> and yeah, and that wasn't even defined. There's not a very clear path for health promotion. And I can talk about that more if you're interested. Yeah. But because there's not so much of a clear path, I got so many questions like, why are you choosing this? Mm-hmm. Do you even know what you want to do? Why? And so then you have to feel a little bit nervous, right? Like Absolutely. your vision. So yeah, totally, totally terrifying. I can totally speak to that because my dad is in like the medical field and my mom was a special ed teacher and so I'm like I don't really like medical stuff like blood makes me gross out yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like special education and teaching but there's just I tried it out for a couple of months um, as like a senior year like shadow program oh very cool and it was not for me at all like I love kids and I can't wait to have my own but to take care of other kids with different personalities it's just not for me and God bless the people who do right right (laughs) they're special (laughs) shout out to you guys you guys are so special but then I'm like what do I really really want to do and so. I originally went into college with um, a degree in occupational therapy, and I was going to do a five-year master's program, but then I realized, like, that is such a defined path. Like, I kind of want to have flexibility, and so I switched to digital media marketing, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, but I couldn't see myself doing it as a career long-term, and that's crazy to think about, and then eventually after I had like my whole leave college come home do that thing I switched to theology as a major and that is exactly what I saw myself doing long term even though what I'm doing right now is something completely different um and so now you have this degree what did you do after graduation did you go right to a master's program or did you stay home figure it out what did you do yeah so the last semester of my program we were required to have an internship If you are in school right now and you haven't yet had an internship, I strongly recommend one. It was my first serious in the workforce opportunity. And the cool thing about being an intern is it's trial and error. Like if you make a mistake as an intern, not saying you're penalized when you're a full-time employee, but it's expected. They know you're going to make mistakes and you're there to learn. So quick, quick promo. If you're interested in an internship, strongly recommend it. Yeah. During my internship, I worked for a company that was fantastic, hands down, loved it. And I was with their employee wellness program. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, this is what I want to do. I have found it. This is it. Upon graduation, the problem with health promotion and employee wellness is they want to have a lot of, they want to have a lot of success with very little money. 
So they want mm. a lot of work for as few people and as few dollars as possible. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and the problem is when you intern for, um, so I worked at a company that had their own wellness program, there's no money there. It's like they have mm -hmm. their employees and they're done. Sometimes right. you can work for a vendor, companies can hire that vendor, but so upon graduation, I couldn't work there and I had to look for other jobs. You know, you hit the job boards, Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn. And I ended up started to work in home healthcare. Okay, wow, yeah. I love that. So what, what kind of things did you do while you were in home healthcare? Yeah, so so kind of different part of health. This was definitely the more clinical side. Mm -hmm. I worked in an office where we had nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, and they would go to the home of geriatric clients, older adults, mm -hmm. and provide health services for a lot of people that either just got out of surgery and mm -hmm. needed some extra help. Maybe they had an illness or an injury that they needed support with. So definitely administrative in the clinical side of health. Okay, that's awesome. So you worked for a bit. Did you decide to go back to school after you worked for a bit? Yeah, so upon graduation, there was um, back from when I was in my degree, a lot of students at that time were going directly into either a master's program mm -hmm. or a secondary program. And I struggled through school. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not one of those kids that got straight A's just for fun. Like yeah. it, <laughs> it took a lot of work to get the grades that I got. And yeah. even then they weren't straight A's. <laughs> so um, I thought to myself, okay, you know, I did the school thing. I want to work. When I was working, the company that I worked for in home health, I, they were a great company and they were definitely culturally a good fit. The problem was because the vast majority of their employees are nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, it was very hard to grow if you weren't one of those clinical employees. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So because okay. of that, I thought, okay, well, I liked the employee wellness part that I did in my internship. Maybe I'll go back to school. So that's what I did. Okay. So what did you end up graduating with a master's in? Yeah. So I went back from 2017 to 2019. So I had a two-year gap. There was definitely two years of work experience between graduating my undergrad and going back for my master's. I got my master's of science in health promotion, which is very similar to public health. Okay. It's creating a program to address a public health need. Okay, cool. So for all those listeners out there, would you recommend going straight to a master's program after you graduate undergrad? Or would you say wait a little bit to see what you really want to do? So the advice I'm about to give is definitely from my own standpoint. People are going to know the best situation for them. I have cousins that went to law school. You definitely have to go right away. Yeah. I have other. I know people that wanted to become a physician's assistant. Definitely have to go right away. So, um, definitely take stock of your own situation. Mm -hmm. But in, I really valued having some work experience under my belt before I went back to get my master's. Right. The reason being, if you think about it, your master's is a specialty in something. Okay. So you're now saying I am defining where I see my career going. And I want to know a lot about this single subject. Absolutely. Your undergrad is like a lot of subjects, kind of like a jack of all trades. You're mm -hmm. kind of sprinkling it out, but you pick a focus. Absolutely. Masters is you pick, you pick your one focus and you're, and you're focusing in on that. Mm -hmm. So I found having work experience before was beneficial because you can, A, bring real world life experiences to the classroom. And now you can actually say, oh, well, like in this case, blah, blah, blah. 
And two, you're a little bit more defined in what you know you like. Mm -hmm. So working for a little bit, you may decide, you know what? <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> change. And now your master's degree or your graduate degree of whatever it may be is helping you get to where you think you want to go. Absolutely. That would make so much more sense because maybe you graduated with a degree that you're like, meh, I don't really like it. And then you get into the workforce. You're like, wow, like I really, really want to focus in this one spot. You wouldn't have found that if you didn't work for a little bit. Um, so I think that's really, really good advice. Yeah. And so, I want to add one more thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. A lot of, co well, this is pre-COVID. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen after COVID. So take yeah. this with a grain of salt. But a lot of companies would pay for you to go to school and Absolutely. get your master's degree. It may not be 100%, but they'll pay a portion, maybe $1,000 towards a class or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. The best thing that could happen is you decide you get a job after um, undergrad, you start working, you're like, oh, I like this. I want to grow in this. And they'll pay a portion, half, maybe even close to the full thing. And you don't even have to pay that much out of pocket. That is so true. That's such a good piece of advice. I've heard so many people say that too, which just makes it all the more appealing to want to work after you graduate. The three um, major jobs I've had have all offered to pay, have all put some money towards tuition reimbursement. That's amazing. I love that so much. So after you graduate with your master's, what was next for you? So it hit me during my master's degree. And this is kind of what prompted me to want to start my podcast that a lot of the people in the health field approach health from a very textbook, scientific, this is the facts perspective, Absolutely. which is very important. I'm not downplaying that whatsoever. <laughs> However, a lot of the times in health promotion or public health or this side of community-based health, you're dealing with a population of people that are not scientists. These are mm -hmm. not doctors. These are not people researching the subject. These are generic people that are facing very tough problems like diabetes, hypertension, chronic heart failure, mm -hmm. wh um, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So you, so the communication coming from the science part is not meeting the knowledge level of the people you're trying to help. And so I was realizing this in school and I'm like, there needs to be a better way to communicate health information mm -hmm. to a population of people who actually have to make choices and deal with these problems. So that's kind of where my idea behind starting a blog, starting a podcast mm -hmm. came from. How do we share health information is in an easy to understand way. I love it. That's great. So you kind of took that knowledge. I think that's so great because I even I didn't even know that <laughs> that you were taking this background of yours that you were like, you know, degree have a degree in and turning it into something that you can almost work for yourself and you know what I mean. So, are you working in a typical nine to five now? Yes. So funny story. I and I think I can speak to this a little bit more as well. I was at a nine to five in what I thought would be the best role for me knowing what I want to do long term, which is share health information with people. So I got a job, I worked at a nonprofit and I worked in grants administration, okay. which I learned working there grants fund so much of what happens research wise in this world, mm -hmm. at least in the US. Yeah. I found that that wasn't the best fit for me. And so I actually just gave notice to that job and I'm going to go to another job 
that is not necessarily in my field, but <laughs> it's going to afford me the flexibility and the time and skills to grow my own thing where I can eventually self-support as a podcaster, YouTuber, blogger type thing. That's amazing. That's so great. Well, fingers crossed. It hasn't happened yet, but like that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah, but that's awesome that you even want to like take the initiative to kind of start for yourself. So when you were in school, did you ever see yourself working as an entrepreneur, self-employed person? So going to undergrad, going to master's, no. I -hmm. always envisioned for myself, I want to be the best employee for a company. Like I used to say that to myself. I used to say that in class. I want to be the best employee. I want to have the best, you know, record, whatever. I never thought I'd want to work for myself at all. Wow. Yeah. I, I honestly wonder if people ever start out that way. Like even going to college, like I'm never going to use this degree. I just want to work for myself. Um, I'm kind of that way right now where like I, I worked, I mean, I don't have a ton of work experience, but I worked um, in retail, like my sophomore year of high school. I was like, I hate that I have to work on somebody else's schedule. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to make my own hours. And since I'm still living at home, like it's not um, that much of a burden to have to worry about like paying rent and stuff. But it could be hard to have to self-support by being an entrepreneur and trying to get your own business started. so what do you see yourself now that you have this like entrepreneurial spirit where do you see yourself in maybe the year or 10 years from now oh that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) um so i noticed i started getting more interested in entrepreneur stuff like you said i didn't like being on somebody else's schedule i didn't Mm -hmm. like that my work was being evaluated by somebody else oh my gosh yeah Yeah, it's like, I know I'm going to do a good job. And I only put my name on things that I think are a good product and a good quality. So why am I being evaluated by somebody else? That's kind of where it started. Okay, yeah. And I started watching Shark Tank. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I love that show (laughs) so much. It's so good. (laughs) Right, And these people and I'm not judging them. But you know, sometimes you see an an idea on there. And you're like, Oh, what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. And then other times you see an idea and you're like, oh my God, they're a genius. I know. I, I was just like that myself. Yeah. And I used to joke around with my friends. Do you know what silly bands are? I don't know oh, much before you're Yeah. Done. I grew okay. up on those. <laughs> exactly. So for people that don't know, it's essentially a rubber band shaped like an animal. And the guy who created those is a millionaire. Like, honestly, people loved them. Yeah. And I used to say to my friends, I'm like, I just have to create the next silly band. I just have to create Absolutely. the next fidget spinner. Right? Like, can you, like, can you even imagine when they created this little, little toy? Like, let's take the fidget spinner. Why would that thing have taken off in a million years? Exactly. But, but now it was all the, all the rage. What was it? Like 2018, 2017 yep. or something? Oh, yeah. My roommate had like six of them all over the house. Like, what? What even? Yeah. Like, kids would bring them to school all the time. But, like, that's you just needed to create the next best product. But exactly. you're like, everything under the sun has already been created. So, what do I do now? Yeah. So, go ahead. I used to think like that too. So, I'm watching the Shark Tank. I started reading business books, which, if you haven't read the book by Damon John called The Power of Broke, I have not. You have not? Okay. Strongly recommend it. Okay. I will send you the link to it. Yeah. I read that book and that was the first time I was really like, you know what? 
I could really do something on my own. Yeah. You don't need a million dollars. You need a like maybe a thousand dollars to start, if that. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you just need Wi-Fi and a dream. It's so <laughs> that is so inspirational. <laughs> I saw it on Pinterest. I can't take credit, but, but I, I really liked that. it. <laughs> that is so true though. Like I honestly, when I started my podcast a year ago, I honestly would have never thought that it would taken off. But all I needed was a basic microphone. I could have used my phone and Wi-Fi. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all it took to start my career as an entrepreneur. So you watch Shark Tank. What gave you the idea to start a podcast giving advice for post-grad life? So I think it was when we were getting close to graduation. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of the kids in my master's program and I... We had drastically different visions. So a lot of the people in my program have gone on to become, you know, wellness coaches or work for employee wellness companies, maybe get into epidemiology, which is the Mm. study of diseases, statistically studying disease. And that was great. And I really thought to myself, I was like, oh my God, if I have to work for the next 60 years for somebody else, is that really what I want to (laughs) do? Yeah. And I just really started thinking to myself, I think that's a great opportunity for people that want it. I just don't know if that's necessarily what I want. Yeah. Because in my graduate program, we had a little bit of freedom. Um, You're going to school during the day. You're taking classes at night. And um, I'm sorry, you go to work during the day. You have classes at night. And I just thought, wow, like I have so much control over my schedule. Like I love this. So that's when I really started thinking. I thought I had thought of something very good when I realized that the communication and health needs to be improved Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to get to where I wanted to go yet but I thought that if I could slowly just kind of work towards that goal I think I'd be happy with what I find absolutely that's awesome so how long ago did you start your podcast then okay so super quick honestly (laughs) Sophia you actually were a great inspiration and help for me I remember the first time we chatted and I kind of shared with you oh I'm interested in starting a podcast yeah everyone else I'd mentioned this to was kind of like all right like good luck hope it works out but you were the first one that was like this is possible you can do it and if you follow these steps you can actually do that you can actually do so And I remember getting, you know, after our conversation, thinking back, and I was like, oh my God, is this girl nuts? Like, but no, (laughs) she's she's motivating, you know? And so working with you, first off, you designed my cover art, which is, I've gotten so many compliments on it. Thank you so much. Love it. If you need cover art, if you need help with starting a podcast, if you even just want to brainstorm how your skills or something you're passionate about can get you on a side hustle strongly recommend reaching out to Sophia and now I think we've even developed a nice friendship since then absolutely yeah like stay in touch. So strongly strongly recommend it yeah thank you for that little promo um but yeah so you started it what was that like two months ago honestly? yeah so okay can I just do a little bit of celebration for a moment absolutely yeah I started on July 4th that was when I actually uploaded my very first trailer yay and just the other day, I had 278 downloads. That's incredible. Which oh my gosh. Is, what, a little over a month? Yeah. I mean, I know that's not Joe Rogan or like who have, oh, no. Michelle Obama's like numbers, <laughs> but I thought that was good for a nobody, you know? No, but that's like so good. I mean, it, it could take somebody years to get there. 
Um, and over a month. That's amazing. I love it. Thank so, you. So that's so, so incredible. So what kind of stuff do you talk about right now on your show? Yeah. So when I first started, I thought I'm going to be strictly health. So yeah. if you listen to my first three episodes, I talk about health. I talk about social support. I talk about making a change. I talk about the built environment. So, you know, those are all health concepts. Mm -hmm. But what I realized in my master's program and even just talking to people who want to make a health change, there are so many other factors that play into whether or not you can successfully make a health change. Mm -hmm. Things like your environment, the people you surround yourself with, um, your daily schedule. So I realized if I could just expand a little bit, and so I've grown into career and lifestyle advice, sometimes things like stress, anxiety, lack of sleep, those all play a role. So if we can address the things that are impacting that area as well, you'll be more likely to successfully make a health change. I love so, it. Yeah. So the topics we cover, long-winded answer, health, lifestyle, and career. I love it. So do you throw any like financial advice in there too? Yeah, actually... I was in my master's program and we had to do a project where we had to pick a public health concept and I picked financial literacy. Oh, because, wow. Yeah, I, I was really passionate about this subject. It actually impacts a lot of your health choices. You don't realize it does. Yeah. Um, and I can, of course, share more information in the future on that. But I dove into financial literacy from a health perspective and that's when I realized a lot of people don't even have basic health basic financial understanding to even start like, yeah. like savings accounts what is your annual yield percentage rate and things like that so i actually do i've grown into talking more about finance on there as well i love it i mean from like a post-grad perspective what do you think would be like the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody financially to undergrad students that's a great question i have two Okay. The first is if you're moving home, if your next step after college is moving home, there is no shame in that. There is, mm -hmm. I live at home. I think you shared, you live at home. Yeah. We live at home because it really cuts down on a lot of your financial bills. It cuts mm -hmm. down on a lot of your bills that you're going to have so early after graduating. Absolutely. Like unless you were working and going to school part-time, realistically, you just took a four year gap of financial income possibility and now you're trying to start building your wealth right it will be so much easier to get a financial little pot of gold going when you don't have to pay things like rent electric water sewer electricity cable internet right the i just named seven bills that you're gonna yeah. have if you decide to live on your own so taking yeah. shame in living at home there's no no problems with that yeah let's say you accepted a job where living at home was just not an option which isn't a problem mm -hmm. my piece of advice there is you do not need the taj mahal as a first year out of college student yeah people's apartments post-grad and it's like they have brand new you know ethan allen furniture they have six you know two thousand dollar rugs why why are you yeah. buying all that yeah it's First apartment. Also, some people don't have roommates. There is no shame in having a roommate. Yeah. Every bill that comes in the door now gets split in half, right? So if you're living on your own after graduate school, get a roommate. 
Don't mm-hmm. buy thousand dollar plus furniture. You can get by <laughs> yeah. with either what you had or the hand me downs. Yeah. Or what you can find on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Um, and really, really start trying to build a um, a little safety net, a little rainy day fund. Okay. Yeah. I definitely need to like start putting more effort into like finances, especially if you're self-employed. I feel like mm-hmm. that's so hard because nobody's standing over you telling you how much you're gonna make this month. Mm-hmm. It's just so unpredictable. Um, and so I love that. And I love how you said there's no shame living at home. I mean, obviously like I'm still younger, so I don't have to totally worry about it, but you know, like, and you know, you're, you're at home too. Like, what's the shame? I love my parents. I want to be at home. Like not having to worry about bills for a while is really, really good. It takes a lot of stress off. So you said your, your podcast is very like hashtag adulting, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. So somebody who's listening to this in maybe, you know, their senior year, of college mm-hmm. what would be the first step for them to look into post-grad life what what would be the first thing for them to do when they graduate yeah yeah that's a great question I have a couple things that come to mind the first big one is going to be did you take out student loans mm-hmm. because if you took out student loans then either for the past two four plus years you have not been paying on them mm-hmm. you don't even know how much you owe You know how much you took out, but that has been accruing interest for the last however many years. Right. I think you're required to do a closeout meeting with your financial aid office, but if you're not, or if you didn't think it was important, pay attention to that meeting. Find out when is the bill due? How -hmm. much is the bill going to be? How long am I paying this bill? Right. Now, I have friends that graduated with hundred plus thousands of dollars in debt. Wow, yeah. that's, That's a scary thought to think that, if you declare, I'm getting a little off tangent, but even if you declare bankruptcy one day, your student loans do not go away. Right. Before you think about planning your trip to like Bali, <laughs> I strongly encourage you to figure out how much in student loans do I have to pay? Right. And when's the bill due? Because if you miss any of those bills, you're in trouble. Yeah. And you know what? It's not too late that you can't get it back, but I strongly encourage you to figure that out. That's really that's really good. I think that's super important. I honestly wouldn't even thought about that at all. Um, so that's great to know. Um, so what about somebody who's kind of like curious about wanting to go into the workforce um, and is not sure what's the right career path for them? Oh, I am your girl. Because that, <laughs> honestly, I talk a lot about health and I think health is really important. But for a long time, I did not know what I wanted to do. So here's my advice. Do you have a LinkedIn? Mm. If the answer is no, I strongly, strongly encourage you make a LinkedIn profile. The reason being your LinkedIn profile is essentially your resume to the world. So you can Mm. go on there. You can put the skills that you have. Did you take any project management or budgeting or finance or writing or whatever courses? That's a skill. Put it on your LinkedIn. Next. Friend everyone you know. If you think, <laughs> seriously, friend everyone. If they were in your class one semester and all you know is that their name is John, friend John. Make that connection because the coolest thing about LinkedIn is it's your network. Mm-hmm. So once you have your network of people you know, you can then start reaching out to people you don't know. 
So if you're somewhat interested, you said digital marketing, right? Yeah. If you're somewhat interested in digital marketing and there's a really cool company down the street, like Campbell's Soup. Campbell's Soup is in Camden. If you're somewhat interested, not that this is like a sponsor for them, but like they're just the first <laughs> things I thought of. If you're interested in Campbell's Soup, reach out to someone, type in Campbell's Soup, find the digital marketer, the, the marketing coordinator, whoever, and just make a connection. Reach out and say, hey, I stumbled across your profile. I saw that you work in marketing for, you know, Campbell's Soup. That's so cool. Would you be interested in hopping on a call? Mm. That is networking. Wow. It's literally networking in a nutshell. I love that. I always like push for networking within like social media, Facebook groups and stuff. But honestly, like LinkedIn is probably the last thing that's on my mind. But that is so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to take action on that myself. You know, not that I'm actively looking for jobs, but you never know the opportunities that are going to come out by networking especially oh, if you're like trying to publish a book or start a podcast mm -hmm. or something like who knows what's going to come out of that so that's genius I love that so much yeah. yeah and it's so funny you talk about networking a lot of people get intimidated when they hear the word networking mm -hmm. but I just want to mention everyone is at home because of quarantine right now mm -hmm. right like not everyone but a vast majority yeah people are bored right <laughs> they've been doing yeah. this for four months maybe even close to five they're bored someone reaching out and wanting to hear advice from them they yeah. want them to talk about themselves yeah people are going to hop on that opportunity oh my gosh yeah absolutely. and don't be offended if people don't answer because yeah. one you could be lost in the shuffle mm -hmm. two they could be not using linkedin successfully and haven't checked it for a while yeah or three they're just not interested in making connections they don't know however when you limit yourself to only the people that you know you've now cut your network in half that's so good yeah. You're not meeting anybody new. So never, I say, it never hurts to ask. It never hurts to reach out. And also you're a student, you're a post-grad. That is the perfect excuse. Hey, I just graduated college and I'd like to know blah, blah, blah. Not saying you can't do this when you're older, but there's just so much more forgiving behavior around students. Yeah, so that's own so it. true. Take advantage of it. I love that. That is so genius. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to hop on that and figure that out. Yeah. And um, if you're not, you can connect with Sophia and I on LinkedIn. I accept any requests. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy to help point you in the right direction. If there's someone you know you're interested in meeting, or you just want to chat more, like, yeah, me. I can be your first connection, and Sophia can be your first connection. On <laughs> we'll leave our profiles in the show notes below so you guys can check us out. But this episode was jam packed with so much information. So, just to like kind of close it out, where can people find you, and what can you do to help them? as a budget coach. Yeah, so if you aren't already, make sure you connect with me on Instagram, at sorude.podcast. I'm on Twitter as well, at sorudepodcast. Um, and on both of those, you can find my email or my you know Instagram, so for just me personally, so make sure to check them out. Two, you need help building a budget, I'm your girl. I have a budget template that I'm happy to share with you. If you wanna hop on a call and we can talk about it more in depth because of student loans, credit card debt, whatever you may be, make sure you reach out to me. I'd love to help you get more financially secure because if we're financially secure, we'll be secure moving forward. I love it. So all of her stuff will be linked in the show notes below. Um, I like honestly want to keep talking more because you have so much wisdom and I just love it so much, but I'll sink that for myself. So that <laughs> you guys get out for anymore. Um, but yeah, so I'm so glad that we were able to record this episode. One of the major things that 
my, my audience asked was for people who were in college, just graduated or business owners. And like, you're all of those things. So oh. I'm like, <laughs> I have to have you on the show too. Um, so I'm so excited for you guys to see the rest of the guests that I have lined up coming soon. And Paige will be back. She will be back, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. So don't forget to listen to her show, So Rude. Um, and you guys can check out the cool cover art that she keeps raving about, too. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, and I guess we will see you guys by next time, right? Right. And make sure you continue to listen to Sophia here and now. It's a great podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure yeah. talking with you all, and I can't wait to chat again soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.